Happy Tuesday, everybody. It's Tyler. You'll be listening to an episode that was recorded last Wednesday, recapping the home opener against the Astros and the Marlins. It'll be a fun one. We got a lot of stuff to talk about there. Uh, We'll be talking about the series in Arlington and the current one going on in Houston in tomorrow's episode, which will be uploaded on Thursday. So we'll see you guys then. Until then, go Halos. Opening week has come and gone. The Angels are sitting at 500, and they hit us up in the DMs. All this and more on Mike Up the Halo. All right, all right. Episode 42. Honestly, it lines up really great that this is episode 42 because Jackie Robinson Day is the day after this podcast gets released, so shout out to Jackie Robinson. <laughs> anyway, it's episode 42. This is Tyler and Jacob. We're Mike Up the Halo. Jacob, say hello to the world. Hello, world. Hello, Jackie Robinson. I did not even think about that. I was going to try to pull it off like we knew that and planned it. That does line up really nicely. Happy Jackie Robinson week. Yeah, we'll call it a week. Weekend. I- we, is it this weekend? It's on Friday. Friday, so everybody's playing that. Yeah. Because I know some some years it's on like a Thursday or something, and half the teams were 42 the next day, which yeah. gets more confusing. I was going to say wear it for a week straight, but that might get crazy. Wear it for the weekend. Just wear it for the weekend. Yeah, the week, there we go. Everybody wear Brooklyn Dodgers jerseys for the weekend. Yep, and all Every the commentators team. just, oh, this is a nightmare for us, folks. Just deal with it, all right? Just yeah. deal with it. We don't know who's who. Like, yes, you. If you're the commentator for your team, you should know anybody just by the freaking spec that you see from up in the broadcast yep, booth. I know I do, and yeah, no, I'm doing well. It was a great opening week. A lot of fun stuff in baseball. We'll try to stay away from all the fun stories going on around the league until the end. We'll get into a few of them, I guess. But just excitement around. Everyone thought there was going to be a lapse in excitement with the lockout. No, Surrey. It is up and running, hundred percent. The Angels took a while to get going, but it feels like we're finally on a little bit of a, a roll. The engine has started, is what I'll say. We're, we're getting going. Second place as of right now. So W. I'll take it. Major W. That's Love the goal. That. That's the goal. I mean, I think the one, like, we could start off with this. The pitching, with the exception of game one. The starting pitching. The starting pitching. I would say. And some lights in the bullpen. Like, it's been phenomenal. Uh, yeah. As far as Angels starters go, it's funny that the two new guys are the ones that pitched the longest for us but overall they have been lights out Shohei opening day four and two-thirds innings I thought he got pulled a little early whatever you know it's it's early in the season I'm gonna give Madden a few weeks to let that leash get a little longer it it should already be long because the show if you're the unanimous MVP you you should be allowed to call the shots if I'm if I'm Shohei I was going to talk about this later it was a point but I'm just going to do it now that we're on Shohei do it if I'm him I may say this year you know what coach if I take tomorrow off from the lineup and or maybe you know pinch hit later in the game will you let me go an extra inning or two I think that's worth it if he's throwing a gem yeah it's worth having him out of the lineup that next day for at least the first half of the game if you put him in later that's fine uh, maybe you make Walsh the DH that next day and you replace it with him. or I don't know how you would do it, but pulling him in the fourth or fifth every game is not it. I, I know that that's the typical thing now with starters, but if he is getting that pitch count down, which it was, it was not as high as previous seasons when he's pitched that long, so maybe he's working on cutting that down. I want to see him pitch seven innings. He's but, cutting down the pitch count. He's getting his strikeouts up. Nine strikeouts in four and two-thirds. He finishes that inning. I think he finishes with ten. Yeah. Overall, the Angels starting rotation pitch 
24 and a third innings in these first six games, only allowed six earned runs, 2.22 ERA. That's sorry. This was before yesterday, or this was before um, what's his name Sandoval's start. This was prior to Sandoval's start. Would that so help or it, hurt this? It it wouldn't do. It wouldn't be that Keep much worse. Keep it the same, right? So it would, two it would two be runs. Very similar because I think Sandoval only allowed one run, and then the bullpen and Mike Myers came in and gave up a two run bomb. Sandoval so. had. We'll jump to him later, but he had a bad fifteen minutes. That's all he had. Yeah, it was fifteen minutes of just out of his groove, and he walked like three guys and and just couldn't find the zone. But other than that, he was locked in. Yeah, that was in the second inning. Yeah, but he, aside from that, he had a perfect first inning. He yeah. struck out the side. He accumulated some strikeouts as well. I think what really messed him up was some plays in the infield that didn't go his way uh some plays in the outfield that didn't go his way looking at you joe adele we got to talk about this dude because like yeah let's get into that this is something that like has divided like if you thought fletch divided the fucking angels universe joe adele is literally parting the sea if you will yeah and creating two sides of like you're either an adele truther or you're nothing to me is that moses it, it could be Moses. Joe Moses, we'll call him. Yeah. No, I yeah, he's 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 not walking on water or anything like that. That wasn't Moses. Pardon the seas, I will say for sure. It's not 50-50, though. I don't think it's 50-50. I think you have more people right now on the side of no. I think more people are out right now. I, I Like, he, he hit a home run the other, or the game that we were at. Yes. Great. Um, Kudos to you, Joe. Love that. He He robbed a home run the day before that. Fantastic. Love to see it. These outfield mistakes have been a constant since he's been called up to the major leagues. They've been a constant. Yes, he's made some good ones. I would hope so. And the, I think the thing that people like misconstrue about, like, I think we're, we're, in the same, we're on the same page as far as things go with Joe Adele. I think the thing that people misunderstand is that we want Joe Adele to succeed. We want anybody on the Angels to succeed. But when they're not succeeding and they keep getting opportunity after opportunity after opportunity and fumbling the bag, then, you know, take a seat, bud. We got other people that could play better, you especially know, in the outfield. Yeah. You know who's watching these first couple games on his couch just chomping at the bit is Taylor Ward. He knows that that's his spot when he comes back. And, and just to jump across to his counterpart, uh, Joe Adele's counterpart, Brandon Marsh, he's had a rough start too. He really has. Not so much in the field. I mean, he hasn't had as many opportunities. It seems like Joe Adele gets all the opportunities in the outfield and he fumbles a few of them, like you said. Marsh has had a bad start too at the plate. Marsh strikes out every other at bat. I think yesterday he had three strikeouts, two looking. He doesn't look comfortable. He did hit a home run when we were there as well. The, the game we were at Monday... Uh, Adele and Marsh were all the offense. So maybe it's us. Maybe we need to bring them good luck. We are rooting for them. We've said that for a long time. We we like the competition between them because I think that drives them both to be better. And they're boys. They like each other. It's not like they're any sort of heated rivalry. Uh, what I'll say about Adele making that rob, the robbing the home run or making any good play, can you at least admit that he doesn't even look comfortable doing that? So like he'll make the play and almost be surprised that he made it. He kind of looks stiff. Like, he'll put his glove up there like Smalls, and it just kind of goes in there. Not to say the athleticism's not there, getting to the wall, jumping, all that kind of stuff. But it, it didn't look like a smooth play. It never really does with him. His arm has improved. I'll say that much. His arm has definitely improved. Not the ch- chuck that he threw over in the dugout on first baseline the other day. Opening day. But the st- arm strength is there. So it's it's that's improved, but 
Yeah, it's a little scary. And you think with such an athletic build, the guy would be just stellar out there, but it's just the reads off the bat, they're not there. I, I don't know what it is, man. I mean, I again, we'll repeat it till he's potentially not on the team anymore. We want him to succeed. You know, like, that's just all there is to it. We need him to. And I, I we guess really the, do. the same thing goes for Fletch. And I'm glad that... Okay, hold I, on. Listen, listen hold to me. On. Listen to me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and defend myself here. At least with Fletch, there's an underlying issue, and that's his hip. So he he, he got scratched from the start in spring training, uh, specifically in the freeway series. Those are exhibition games where he couldn't play because of his hip, and they were just going to give him a few days off. He came back out, got like 13 or 16 at-bats, went on the IL a couple days ago, 10 mm -hmm. days because of his hip, the guy has one hit. Yeah. The guy has one hit. It was an RBI triple, I think. Fantastic. He's looked good in the field, too. Happy for him. We're seeing last year David Fletcher coming into this year. Obviously not in the defensive stance, but okay, in the offensive stance. Last year, there wasn't an injury issue. This year... Well, you don't know. You don't know. Yeah, we don't know. It could have started halfway through last year. But my whole thing when you when you just started that comparison is you, you can't compare these guys because Fletch is an established MLB player at this point. He's done a lot for this team the past couple of years. You know, I understand what you're saying is at least we know what's going on. Joe Adele's yet to prove us anything. I'm sorry. He really has. He's yet to prove anything. Fletch has been there through the hard times. He's done some really clutch hits, made some amazing plays at second base. Plays that just make your jaw drop. I mean, we were all rooting Gold Glove two years ago, right? And last year? Or last maybe year, not, for sure. He yeah. should have won it last year. So that's what I mean is like, even if Adele, was he close to winning an award on either side of the ball? No. So it's it's hard to make that comparison. But I get where you're coming from. If we find out that Adele had some injury that's keeping him from making plays, then I would feel completely differently. It's also different because the expectation for Adele is there when Fletch kind of snuck up on everybody, you know. There's no expectation for Fletch. Right. Zero so. expectation. Whereas Joe Adele has like this mountain mm -hmm. of boulders that he's carrying on his shoulders because one, he was a top prospect. Everyone was excited for him to join. He has all these defensive errors in the back of his head. And I'm sure like that's weighing on him every time he takes the field. He's like, if a ball gets hit to me, don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. Here's what I want to know. Sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. What are his defensive numbers like in the minors? Like, are they are they just average? I mean, if that's, that's what I'm, question. you know what I mean? Because if it's an issue down there, then it wouldn't shock me if it's up here. If it's just in the big leagues, you can chalk it up to a few things, you know, nerves and. Yeah, no, that's a really good question. I, I wish I knew the answer to that. Uh, we'll have I'm to gonna try to look it up while, while you keep going. Yeah, I, I just him and Marsh need to pick it up a little bit. Let them get the feel for the the plate a little bit, see some pitches. I understand we faced a couple of really good pitchers too. So it's it's been a difficult run at the beginning here. The Marlins have nothing but pitching. The Astros have great pitchers. Um, a few of them specifically seem to have our number. Really happy about the Verlander-Noah Syndergaard battle. That was great. That was awesome. That was a battle for the ages. So it's just it's something to consider, like, Wait till we see some lackluster pitching and maybe we'll come come alive. But other podcasts have said this, and I really hope we're not falling into the same trap, but it is kind of a stigma with us. We beat the teams that we should, and we lose to the teams that should beat us. And so far, that's proven nothing but true, and I know it's only two series in, but big test year coming up in, in Texas this weekend. But 
yeah, I'm curious if, if Adele, you know, if he had those issues in the minors, then... So, from what I'm looking at here, his career in the minors, it, this is all left field, center field, right field. So, all three of them are separate. In left field, he played 407 and a third innings. He has a 967 fielding percentage. So, okay. he's he committed three errors in that time. Phenomenal. Not bad for that that's, amount of innings. That's phenomenal. Uh, he spent the majority of his time in the minors in center field, over 1,000 innings 1004 specifically he made eight errors and had a 968 fielding percentage still not bad for that amount still of innings and center field right field 541 and a third innings committed four errors 965 fielding percentage so the answer so it's, is it's he just, was great right and and uh, i totally ignored his batting because we all know he was great offensively down in the minors, but for his minor league career, he had over 1,200 plate appearances. He had an OPS of 893, a batting average of 295, crushed 58 bombs, and 212 RBIs. Really, really good. Just absolute insanity down there. And that's you know, what they're looking at. Obviously, for the minors, you're you're playing against people that might not ever make it to the big leagues. Whereas when you're in the big leagues, you're mostly facing people that have been established and playing there for quite a while. Pitching specifically, too. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I mean, it, maybe he just needs more time. Maybe he just needs more time. Maybe he needs more reps. Maybe something is just off. Like, maybe there's a little bit of yips action going on. You know, maybe there's a little bit of the yips. He, Ooh, he, just firing the word off. Like He, he made those whew. errors his rookie season. They've been following him ever since. He just needs to get the camel off his back, and he'll be okay. I picture him... This is just my opinion too. I, I picture him kind of getting in his own head with the Angels Twitter. Like you know, he's on there 100%. reading what people are saying. Just young, a young guy. I imagine that the older guys don't so much do that, or they've taught themselves not to do that. But a twenty—is he twenty-three, twenty-two, twenty-two, twenty-three-year-old at this point? You know, he's got a burner account and he's on there, and he's probably talking shit with us, which is funny. But I don't know for sure. It's just my guess is that some of these younger guys, there's no way to avoid it. You know, you're going to get stuff sent to you and all that. You're just a part of that community, that generation. So that's an unfortunate thing. I wish more of Angel's Twitter and Angel fans would get behind him and, and help him pull through this. And in a week, we could be saying, man, it was just the start of the season. Look at him. He's got three bombs. He's made no errors. You know, I don't expect perfection if you're going to have a big bat. I mean, if, if you're going to have a big bat and play left field or right field, I'm not going to complain about the odd error misread here or there, but it's a constant thing that's just not a big league level. And Marsh hasn't showed any issues in the field, which is a great sign. Yeah, but. I mean, the thing with Adele is that he has that versatility where, yeah, he has the big bat, but also he's a fast guy. He, yeah. sh he should be running down balls, diving for them. Like, like if, he if he dove for a ball and that ball got past him, that's different. Mm -hmm. When it's a routine ground ball to you in right field and it gets past you and a single turns into an RBI triple, Oof. That that just goes back to fundamentals, like trying it's, to trying to yeah. rob a home run and it bouncing off your glove. Like if that robbery that he committed the other day, if if that bounced off his glove, that's different. You know, you're you have momentum going. You don't know if the ball's in. Like it happens to other people. Yeah. Whereas if you're trying to catch a fly ball and that fly ball hits your glove and bounces out, and it's like, what are you doing, dude? Two hands in the outfield. Come on. We're I hate day one. Two yeah. hands in the outfield. I hate how he catches the ball. It reminds me of how Justin Upton needs to catch fly balls. Too soon to say that. Sorry, I know bringing it up. 
all the J-Up lovers out there, I'll, I'll tell you, he catches the ball like it's coming down to his side, and he lets it drag his glove down when he catches it. It's not firm. You know, I was taught you put both hands up, firm, kind of lock your elbows a little bit, and then receive the ball like a catcher, kind of pull it in towards your, your chest, but more your head, I guess, if it's a fly ball. And I've never seen him catch the ball with two hands. And I know that most guys don't nowadays, but Mike Trout does. <laughs> Mike Trout does, and, and other, you know, all-star caliber outfielders do when you get the opportunity. I mean, you're running down a ball, you can't use two hands, fine. I get that, obviously. But if you have time to camp under a ball and order a pizza before it gets there, then two hands. I, I don't know. Just help yourself out. And if you use two hands and then you dropped it, I'd be less upset than if you use one hand and you drop it. You know, at least the effort was there. Like you said, diving for a ball, don't get it. Okay, you tried. Yeah. I respect the, the effort. So I'm not saying he's not trying. I'm not saying there's no effort. It's just obviously it's the side of his game he has to clean up. And he knows Ward's coming for that spot. So it's going to be. Madden even said as soon as yeah. Ward's off the IL, that's his spot. So, I mean, you're going to be platooning Marsh and Adele in the left field side like. I don't hate that either. Left, I don't hate it. Lefty righty matchup, you know, I, uh, lefty on the mound. You put Adele righty. You get Marsh in there and maybe pinch hit Adele later in the game if Marsh is doing nothing. Yeah, you always have the pinch hit option too. Like I think people kind of like gloss over that. That and they can both know. they can both pinch run. That's the other plus side. At speed on we have nothing but speed right now. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love stealing bases, even if you don't actually steal them and the review goes through and you're still safe. We can get into that a little bit. Tyler Wade, slow down a little bit. Maybe you're over running bags or He's you know amped. missing home plate. I love it, but let's let's get to the home plate call first. What did you what was your initial reaction to the Tyler Wade home plate? So reveal? him sliding into home. At first glance, it looked like he touched the bag and he was safe. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was done that the umpire didn't make a call until he was tagged five seconds later by the catcher. I knew when he didn't make a call and he was going to tag him that it was bad news. Yeah, yeah. same, same. If he didn't say safe from the get-go, it's like maybe he did miss the bag. Looking at the replay, from like it, from my point of view, from the replays that I saw, I thought he touched it. But then you also get into the gray area where it's like there's dirt flying. And from specific camera angles, you can't see definitively the white that he touches because it's right. covered in dirt. And... I kind of like obviously umpires aren't perfect, but that umpire probably had the best view yeah. out of all the cameras that were able to determine whatever happened. I would think that he would know what he saw, but also there was a, a view that came out later in the game, like in the sixth inning, one that they didn't show when the when the whole slide took place. Mm. And that one made it definitely certain that he touched the bag. And then to lose the appeal, which I think the Angels messed up on, they appealed that it was interference, which it wasn't. You're allowed to block the plate to some degree like that. When you have the baseball. When you have the baseball. Yeah. You can't block it till you have the ball in your glove or your hand. And so and he, even though he even though he, he allegedly blocked it, he still was able to touch to touch the bag. So I mean yeah. like that's all it comes down to. Fuck replay, man. Like cause if it's just gonna be the same thing as if you didn't have it very rarely will calls go our way but for the most part it seems like the umpiring crew for these past two series has just been out to get us they don't want us to succeed 
There was a little bit of a redemption, which we'll get to. I have I have two things on the Tyler Wade thing. Number one, I am 100% for blocking the plate. I hated that they took that away. You should be able to block the plate anytime. It gives an exciting aspect to the game, a little physicality maybe, bring back the early 2000s, bowling guys over. I get that's a little old school and guys can get injured, but I don't like you got to catch the ball first and then block the plate. So I'm not going to argue Maldonado blocking the plate at all. That's never going to bother me. I would hate a call overturned because of a blocked plate. I would, even if it's against us. For the game, I don't think it's good. But on that actual play, here's my thing. I think the call on the field should have been safe. So to me, there's no way he saw with certainty that he missed the plate. So because he beat the throw, because he was there and he slid over the plate, the call should have been safe, and then if it goes to replay from the Astros, was it Miami? No, it was Astros. From the other team, the road team, then you can review it, and if there's irrefutable evidence that he missed the plate, then the call can be made as out. I didn't like that the call was was out to begin with because you're going to have a tough time clarifying whether he touched it on a replay when it's kicking up dirt and stuff like, like what you said. So 99% of the time, the call in the field is going to stand here if there's not a clear you know, conclusive look that there was a wrong call made. Yeah. Which, like you said, how we lost our challenge. Ironically, there were two calls later in the game that were clearly made wrong that we would have challenged and won. Yeah. Adele at first base and another one. I, I don't remember exactly there was two. I know there was two because I made a markdown. I was like, all oh, right, well, there's two that we wish we would have had back. It was worth challenging. I just think, yeah, they made the wrong decision. But the ump needs to realize that he beat the throw and... Should have called safe to begin with. If they look at it and he was out or he missed the plate, that's fine. The other one was the play at second base with Tyler Wade. Yes, that um, eventually led to a walk-off win. Yes. Um, he was out. I thought he was out. He came off the bag. Uh, the discrepancy that I have with it, though, is that Chisholm's leg was pulling up Tyler's leg from keeping on the bag. Which I think was the reason why they ended up calling him safe. Have I done that before? Yeah. What like, Chisholm did? Yes. Mm. He I've also never, blocked, I've never seen that. He also blocked the second base with his own foot. Yeah. Maybe unintentionally because of how he caught it. was just so athletic. I love Chisholm, by the way. Just such a great player to watch. Really fun. But on that one, you said he was out. Which, by the rules, he is. He was out. You know me, batting average. Do I? No, ba- batting average guy, bunt for hit, you know, move the runner over, sacrifice fly. 1985, baby. If they're throwing at you, safely throw at them. I'm gonna catch some. <laughs> sh- I'm gonna catch some shit for that one. All right, I'm not. Maybe not that old school, but I am making a change in my view of these types of calls. The new age nerds of baseball say, coming off the bag after you've beat the throw should not be out. Hmm. So if you beat them to the bag, but then you come off while they're holding the tag on you, you should be safe because you beat the you beat the throw just because you overslide the bag. I think I'm on that train, dude. Interesting. I think it's a ticky-tack bullshit call that if you slide off the bag and they hold the tag, I, I, I really do. And I'm not even a guy who used to steal bags or anything like that. I get called out 90% of the time. I'm sliding. If I have to slide, I'm probably out, right? That what was me. What about but, if you're like you're going extremely off the bag no so like yeah there has to be some kind of clarification as to as to how extreme it would get but i'm not a fan of if tyler wade was called out there i would be furious even if it's not my team i I think that's Mm. he clearly stole the bag and you could say well he's got to stay on the base 
I just, I don't know. That's where I'm at, and that's probably the most new school thing I'm ever going to say. So. I thought he was out. I thought when they were reviewing it, he was going to get called out. Everyone, Me too, yeah. Everyone in the stadium was like, oh, like as soon as they Oh, saw Chisholm him, was stoked. He's like, he I got him. Like, he, he's out. He's yeah. out. He was super excited. And he... he Mattingly I, was fucking... Mattingly got ejected in this series, and then he was super heated after after that whole thing, because he knew. It was like, it's over. Stats I love... going to hit a walk off He, he and, laughed at it. Did, did he? you see that? So did you? You didn't see his reaction. So they showed I, his I reaction. I thought he was like, uh, like that might have been a different one. This one specifically, they should because he like clearly knew mm. by today's standard, and you know Mattingly's gonna hate what I just said about yeah 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 you know the new rule stuff whatever. He kind of just smiled and smirked because he knew if he did anything he would get tossed. This was the second game. Mm. He got tossed while we were there. Yeah, on Monday, uh, balls and strikes I believe is what he was arguing. Interesting, but hey, I mean. It is what it is. I feel like the karma came back for us a little bit. Um, it sucks for Miami because they had nothing to do with the umpire in the Astro series, which screwed us over right. with, the, with the home plate call. But, yeah, I mean, we, we beat the teams we're supposed to beat, I guess, like everyone says, Miami. Close games. I mean, I don't like that. I wish we would be able to blow a team out. We haven't done that yet. It's been all close for us. We've gotten blown out, but I don't know. I, I think Miami's on the up themselves. They look pretty solid. That pitcher, what was his name? I, I forget his name yesterday. Jesus Lazardo. Lazardo. Yep. I was gonna say La Swar or something. They yeah. call him the Lizard King. Yeah, he was just dealing. No emotion too. 12 I love it. Twelve K's through five innings and to not get the win. Yeah. That, that's an angel pitcher right there. Yeah. Get him on the team. Twelve K's through five innings in about twenty minutes of work, yeah. dude. The guy worked so quick. He was ready to roll as soon as the, the catcher squatted. Yep. He was throwing the ball. I love that. So it was making for a quick game, but things got interesting at the end. Uh, you know, I'm happy with how it turned out. I think we're even with the umpires now, karma-wise. Yeah, we, we bounce back a little bit there. Yeah. So that's good. Shohei's not happy with him. and Yeah. He's looking he's looking a little lost at the plate there. Uh, yeah, a little know. bit, but he's he's letting things get to him. Like the umpires, and, and of all people in the lineup, there's, there's two, or now really only one, with Shohei being the only pitcher hitting. But two positions you don't want to argue with them when you're batting is yeah. pitcher and catcher. Yeah. If you're catching, Stassi will not even look back at him. Yeah. Stassi takes bad calls all day when he's at bat, but he wants those same calls. Yeah. So Otani's got to clean it up a bit. I know he's being kind of passive with it, smiling, doing a little handshake Saying thing. no, no. Doing anything at all. Do a little head shake or a little, do an expression. Do a Shohei meme face. Yeah. Like do something out at the camera, not at the umpire because... He's just going to squeeze you, man. Be like Jim from The Office. Just look at the camera. Yes. Instead of saying something, just... Give look. me that, dude, all day. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that look that just... That, like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. And he... I mean, some of them, I think he has a point. He, he's right. Oh, he's right. It wasn't a strike. He has a good eye for the yeah. zone. There were a few, and they're figuring this out, man. And, and this is funny. I'm going to give my mom a shout-out because she says this about a lot of guys. They come up, and they're really good hitters, Cody Bellinger being one of them. She goes, it just takes these pitchers like a year to figure out how to pitch to these guys, and then they can't hit anymore. You figure out where their cold zones are, and you pound those zones. And she's right. Otani can't hit inside now. He can't. Sometimes he'll be able to swing the hip open, and by luck, he'll pull one down the line like that triple the other day. The, or the, yeah. It would have been a triple. Is it a ground roll double? Yeah. She's right, I think. They're figuring out that change up low and away. I mean, we're giving out information right now to other teams if you're listening but uh, change up down and away from a righty to Shohei he's going to wave and miss out and he's trying to be more disciplined 
he's just going to get walked a lot less a lot less this year yeah. with the lineup we have. So, but I think that's very true. You just got to adjust and realize where they're going to pitch him. You know. Well, then he's also getting thrown out on the bases. I mean, yeah, he thought he was safe yesterday. He was out by a mile, uh, or maybe not a mile, but. It, it I wasn't. That, I thought it wasn't worth the challenge. It wasn't close. Yeah, it wasn't close. I think. Look, of all people, I'm not worried about it's him because we've seen him have kind of a, a little bit of an issue here and there. The word that Tyler likes to throw around so easily, the Y word. Uh, he had a bit of those, but I think now he's he's just got to get refocused and locked in. And you know what? On the mound, he looked great. So. Yeah, and I, I think this year, this is the year where Shohei instead of just being. A pitcher that hits this year he's going to be a pitcher that mm-hmm. can also hit yeah it's not it's not maybe both i'd love him to focus more on the pitching side like i said i'll take 30 homers and you know a good good season at the plate i'll take 25 homers. yeah give me I'll take 25 homers yeah 250 batting average 800 ops all those homers that he hit will get supplemented by trout rendon and walsh of course he did last year Rendon getting his first bomb. It looked great. Yeah. That swing is so sweet. I was so happy because I saw the stat that he only had one hit so far in the year. And I was just like, man, Jack Mayfield's coming for that spot. And then I got oh, shut no, the no. fuck up yeah. right there because he went ahead and sent it to Pound Town. I love as Mayfield. Dallas Braden likes to say. I think he's a perfect backup third baseman, second baseman if you need it, first baseman if you need it. But no, it's Rendon's spot. The defensive play has been phenomenal from Rendon. I think he's got an error, a little bit of a, an issue just with a grounder, but. He's stabbing balls to his right backhand, making double plays. Jeter jump throws from third. I love that. You guys know. New hip. Who's this? Yeah, just spinning, spinning and throwing that sidearm. He did chuck one way over Walsh that one game. I think he was just getting getting his sea legs uh, underneath him back at third, but he's looked really, really good. Some bare hands, too. Some Barry Manilos. Barry Manilos. You know we fun. love that. I mean, love it. the thing is, they had a shortened spring, spring training, and I think... It's not just the Angels, it's everybody around the league that is affected by the shortened spring training, especially pitchers. I mean, speaking of around the league, yeah. we can talk about this real quick. Clayton Kershaw Ooh. had a perfect game going up against the Minnesota Twins through seven. He was at 80 pitches after finishing the seventh, and Dave Roberts took him out. And there was an interview that Kershaw had post game, basically saying he made the right call, like, yeah, I could have had a perfect game, but you know we're we're looking ahead. We're looking at the big picture. We're looking to get eliminated from the playoffs because it's <laughs> a sure. 162 game season. Because if I threw 20 extra pitches, I wouldn't be able to throw this postseason. Yeah, God forbid. Look, I think I agree with uh, Jeff Passan. I think had the tweet right before we hopped on here. He he said something about if it was a no hitter, pull him because he's got one. He doesn't have a perfect game. He may not ever have a chance again. Really shocking to me that that's the place he decided to do it. Balls have been flying out of Minnesota the last week. Sanchez, Correa, I mean, guys are just launching him into the third deck there. So for him to do it there is something special. Yeah, I I, I think he's saying that on the surface, but you know he's... Yeah, and I'm sure it's just to keep the peace. Like, he can't go in there and be like, yeah, fuck my manager, dude. He fucking pulled me when I, yeah. when I could have had history here in the books. If there are... On a losing team in August, that's what he says. Absolutely. But, you know, like if he did go to Texas <laughs> and he's pitching there this August and then he's got this going, probably against the Angels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think, I don't know. I know it's early. I know it's his first start, but, man, that would have been something. It would have been awesome. 
It would have been fantastic. I was rooting for him. I was checking my phone at work. You know, the MLB app has the perfect game little logo on it. And everyone jinxed him. I mean, everyone started posting about it and stuff like that. MLB even posted, oh, we got something special going here. Yeah. And I know nothing came out of it. He didn't give up a hit, but you'd still jinx him. He got pulled. <laughs> so I, I still count it as a jinx. So shout out to Kershaw. We we love you, but hate you at the same time um, for years now. And we keep thinking, I keep thinking he's 39 years old, man. He's like 33, 34. The it's guy's, crazy, bro. The guy's he's... still got some some miles left. I know it's... I, I wish that he could be like JV in terms of longevity. I think it's Kershaw's delivery that really fucked him up. I don't get the delivery. I never will. You've told me as a pitcher, you have no idea why he lets his momentum stop before he... It's a timing mechanism, which I don't get how you can't figure out an alternative other than stopping your momentum as you're coming to the plate. I've never hit off him, but maybe that causes some issues with guys' timing, you know, because these guys just study the wind-up all all day and they figure out how they're going to time the ball. And I don't know, maybe something like that. Whatever it is, it's work for him. It's work for him, yeah. So one of the best, or literally the best pitcher in this past decade or two. Like our generation, like the second half of whatever quote unquote our generation of pitchers. If you take out those late '90s, early 2000s guys, yeah, this is this is who you think of. It's got to be one of the top five. All right, let's hop into uh, what happened on Monday. So on Friday night, was it Friday night? Yeah, Friday night. Friday. Um, Mike up the halo received a message on Twitter and it was from our good pals, the angels who with a check mark. And they asked us if we had an email so that they can get in contact with us. And my first thought when Jacob messaged me was that we're getting sued. Uh, we need a lawyer. Anybody yeah, else? We know we <laughs> no. need a lawyer right away. Um, you know, cease and desist coming at you. We just can't send it through the DMS here on Twitter. Um, so I gave them the email, let them know we're super stoked to be hearing from you. Can we ask what this is about? And long story short, we got invited along with all the other Angels podcasts that exist right now. If yours didn't get invited, I'm sorry. That we know of, yeah. That we know of. And uh, we got invited to a social suite night at Angel Stadium. So we were up there in the suites with our good pals in uh, Super Halo Bros, talking Halos, Rocks in the Outfield. Halo Haven, Halo's in the infield. I think that's everybody. Technically, Super Halo Bros slash locked on Angels also. And then us. It was it was all 12 of us. And it was a good time. We got to meet the uh, social media director for the Angels. Her name's Hannah. Shout out to Hannah for thinking of us and inviting us. Yeah, it was her idea to do it. So We met uh, really Ricardo. Cool. He's an on-field photographer who's also who also works very closely with Hannah. Uh, all the social media stuff that you see on Angels... Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, they're the two people behind behind the scenes that make it all happen. We thought it was a full team of people, given how good it's been this year, but it's just two people going out there and giving it their all. It's insane. It was funny because we were talking to them like, wow, there's only two of you guys. You know, how does that work and why is that the case? And then we, they kind of just like, well, you know, there's budgets. And then we both kind of looked at each other. Oh, it's Artie Moreno. Of course, it's Artie. He's going to save money on the social media side. What is that? He has no idea what that is. He doesn't even address the media, right? So, no, they were both really nice, really inviting. Um, Yeah, we thanked them for having us out. It was really cool to meet everybody. We recognize a lot of them from Twitter and from the podcast world, but it was nice to see everybody. And uh, yeah, it worked out really well. We got the W. Yeah, we got the W. We got we some ran nice into seats. We, we had nice seats, but we went over to the new 
Brewery X station over there too. We hadn't seen that yet on the club level. We ran into Perry. Oh yeah, Perry. Perry was over there. Perry Manasian in the flesh. We sat down. We had a good talk with him. He like literally evaporated though. Like yeah, a second <laughs> after a good amount of time talking to him. And we were just very confused, but I think that's how he likes to keep things. He's a very mysterious individual. Mysterious guy. He had to go make some tweets and uh, defend himself on there, most likely. David Fletcher lover. So I'm I'm on board with Perry on, on that side yeah, of it. That's, but one, that's one thing him and I disagree on. Wow. That's for sure. It's going to be an interesting interesting season. but It's Matt Duffy season, baby. <sighs> I don't, it's Matt I'm Duffy not sold. season, baby. I think it's T. Wade season. It's Matt Duffy month, maybe. And we got Velasquez now, too. He looked really good. Velasquez looked really sharp at shortstop. He's a great shortstop. When we got him, I was like, this is a very good signing as far as defense goes. I was surprised that he got sent down to the minors. I thought Stefanik was going to be the one coming up to fill that hole, but it looks like it's going to be Velasquez, which is fine because Velasquez has a 982 fielding percentage at shortstop. I think it was more. Yeah, it was definitely more of a move. Like, we need to plug this hole right now and not worry about developing another guy coming up. Because Stefani comes up and makes a couple errors, everybody be yelling at him. Yeah. When really, you don't want that for him. You want him to kind of. Velasquez has the major league experience already. So. I'll tell you what, September comes around, and uh, if we're where we've been in the past, God forbid. Bring Stefanik up, let him get some reps at shortstop, second base, so you that have to. You he have has to. less less uh, pressure on him. Of course, not to where you'd have to pay him for a full season, though. You'd have to manipulate the service time. Of course. And you know they're thinking that, too. But we just don't need any more middle infielders right now, even with Fletch going down. Plenty of room to, to cover up the gaps. And uh, get well soon, Fletch. Some of us want you back. Not me. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, geez. Man, Man, my DMs are going to be filled with with a lot of or it might defenders. be a lot of love. Maybe, maybe they'll be like, "Yeah, get him out of there." You're I, finally the one guy to step up for the little man here. Uh, no pun intended. Let him get the average up, folks. Please, just give him a minute. He doesn't barrel anything. Uh, yeah, the rest of the lineup he does. He swings at balls above his head and hits him to the outfield. All and right. they get caught. Most of them do get caught. They really learned, you know. It's, I it's said, awesome when he does get a hit, but also it's like, what the fuck are you doing, looking at a strike down the middle yep. and then swinging at the ball above your head? Like what? So, what, what I've noticed about the taking the first pitch deal, Trouty's still doing it a bit. Okay, Fletch still doing it every at bat. You know who's doing it a lot, and and it, they may have done this always. Rendon is doing it, and I'm just not a fan. A lot of times he just sits there and takes that first one down the pipe and just kind of like, yep, all right, now I know where it's at. If he just takes that first swing hack, I think Rendon gets a lot more a lot more hits because he gets behind a lot, and then he has to defend the plate, which he's good at, but why put yourself in that situation? I think it's dumb that that's like a thing, that you're taking first pitch, because like maybe, maybe your first at-bat. Go ahead and take the first pitch from a pitcher because you don't know if they have their stuff that day. After your second at bat, you can get a gauge of if this guy is throwing strikes or if he's off his game. If he's throwing strikes, every time, every first pitch to that at bat, for the most part, is going to be a strike down the dick because he wants to get ahead. After that, he's going to start throwing whatever breaking ball or messing around with the inside of the zone, outside of the zone, backdoor cutter, inside sinker, whatever. But first pitch is always going to be right down the dick, no matter what. It's, if if you're on your game because you want yeah. to get ahead, it's going to be one of the best pitches you see to hit. If there's a guy, especially if there's a guy out there not making mistakes and striking a lot of guys out, he's getting ahead. Yep. I mean, 
I don't know. He has such a sweet swing. I just think putting on that first pitch would be a good move. But we'll see. I think he's coming around. Let's get him a consistent like four or five guy in the lineup where we're comfortable with him there, and I think we'll be in good shape. Maybe switch up the Shohei leading off. You know? Yeah, maybe have about second. Just if he if he continues to struggle a little bit, maybe just mix it up. You put know? Marsh batting first. Put, oh, I don't like that. Put Wade batting first. Velasquez batting first. Just try it out. Put Wade batting first. How, how, all right. How how like how bad would it mess up a pitcher for the first thing to for either Wade, Velasquez, or Marsh to do is just drop a bunt. You know they have that. It's called baseball. It happened about twenty years ago all the time. That's exactly what I want. That's exactly what I want. My lineup is a speed guy that can bunt first, a contact guy second, your power guys three, four, five. Oh, you're so fucking old, dude. That's such a terrible thing. Your best hitter's got it's Aaron Judge at second. I understand. I get it. But if it's not working and Madden can go back to that old school feel anytime he wants, I'd love Tyler Wade to open the game with a bunt single. The guy's going to bunt for a single more often than he's going to bunt and get out. He's so fucking fast. It's unbelievable. Put Shohei second. That's fine. I still like Trout second. Maybe Shohei third. If he's Because the thing is, he's not hidden for contact right now either. Shohei's... Swinging for the fence. Shohei loves hitting home runs. So and I think that's something that like the team needs to like understand now. Yeah. He's gonna be like Joey Gallo. Or at least this season, he's looking like he's gonna be Joey Gallo. And if he pitches as well as he can and does that, that's phenomenal. But don't put him second in the lineup because Joey Gallo doesn't hit second. You need somebody with a little more OBP, right? It's a little more on base percentage to hit second or first in this case. And right now, it's not it. I'm not saying he's not fast. I'm not saying... I mean, he's still going to get on base. The speed's still going to help him no matter where it's at in the lineup. I don't know. I, I would love Wade leading off. I think they're a little iffy on him. He's not even playing every day. He's kind of the... No, he's not. You know, so that may not be the case. It could be in and out. In this case, I'm also old school typically with lineups. I like them being set. Guys know where they're hitting in the lineup. They get comfortable with it. Josh Donaldson can't hit unless he knows where he's hitting the lineup, apparently. Garrett Cole can't pitch without noise or with noise going on. Anyway, that's different side of things. Distractions like that can cause guys to get in their own head with, oh, I'm hitting later in the lineup tonight, or I'm leading off, oh, shoot, I have to set the bar high, that kind of thing. But in our case, with how rare it is with Shohei pitching and 14 short stops and like all this crazy stuff we have, I'm fine with the lineup changing every day to accommodate. You know, if I'm okay with that. Yeah. I normally am not a huge fan of that, but it does with us anyway, it seems like here at the Angels. So I saw a tweet that said that Madden pulls numbers out of a hat or pulls names out of a hat for the lineup. For, yeah. To fill the four through nine spot in the lineup. Totally see that. It's hilarious. I think when Ward comes back, he gives you another top half of the lineup option. I'd yeah. love to see maybe Ward hit second. I wouldn't hate that at all. Ward second or fourth? Some Wade Ward action. If if you're gonna put Jack Mayfield as your number four hitter, you got to give that shot to Taylor Ward too. Yeah, especially with the spring that he had. Yep, has to happen. Mayfield's another option if he is in the lineup. My thing with him is if he's in the lineup, either Rendon's out or I guess Wall should be out. I think Duffy's the preferred first base backup at this point, but maybe not. If if I mean you're a Duffy guy, but if Mayfield or Duffy at first and Rendon's healthy, I'd put Mayfield right now. I don't know. He's, for the, he's got for the bat. Totally. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's worth it. DH is going to be occupied for the rest of our lives, as long as Shohei's in town. It seems like it, unless he takes my advice and maybe takes the day off after a big outing if he if he goes longer. 
But and then he could come off the bench and pinch hit, if anything. Yeah, I love it. I love it. But we'll see. So far, so so good. I'm not I'm not upset. I'm happy with where we're at, to be honest. I think we're in a good spot. We're at five hundred. We got the day off today. Uh by the time you're listening to this, we'll be taking on the Texas Rangers. So that I'm hoping that that's an easy feat to accomplish. We got the top of the rotation going. Shohei, Detmers, Syndergaard. Maybe Detmers gets lit up, but whatever. I mean, yeah, take two varieties. out of three, or I, I don't know if it's a three game or a four it's a game. Four game series. Okay, four game. All right, then take three out of four. Fuck it. I believe we go to Houston right after. So and then right back to five hundred after playing Houston. That's what bothers me is like <laughs> now the top end of the rotation is slated to go in Texas, where or in Arlington. And we're going to have, I mean, I don't hate Suarez against the Astros. He pitched well. Second time seeing him, though. Lorenzen, you know, he looked good against Miami, but you talk about the Astros lineup on the road. That's a little different. And we're in the Astros' home turf, which, hey, you never know. Never know what's going on there. (laughs) Just listen. We'll see. Uh, are they doing the uh, City Connects against us? Or they are. Okay. They're they're wearing um. I think it's the. It's either four twenty or like the day after. It's somewhere around four twenty, mm. April twentieth. Um, really love those. We can talk about those briefly. I I really like the Astros City Connect uniforms. I think they're automatically the best Astros current uniform. I would take the pinstripes, uh, from the Lance Berkman days over. These any of them? I think those are great, but those no, I really awesome. like these. I, I give these with last year's and this year's. These are easily top three for me. Interesting. Yeah, top three. Okay. What do you think? Uh, I think it's okay. I think they're cool. I, wow. I, I like okay. the the space theme. Take Astros out of it. What do you think? I, I still, still think it's, cool. it's nothing right. to do with the team. Okay, because yeah. I took that out of it. You it know? makes sense why it's the way that it is. You I know? Like, like it. They look cool. They kept the same colors, but just kind of reversed it. Yeah. I think the blue is a little different. I love the font is my favorite thing. That NASA font. Yeah. That's really cool. It should have said H-Town, not Space City. That's my opinion. That's the one thing I would change. I think it's more resonated with the city. Yeah. I understand they went with a space theme, so you had to give some indication of, you know. I like them better than the Nationals. Put it that way. A lot better. Oh, yeah. The Nationals on... I'm not a fan. I'm not even going to shed light on that. A lot of people love them. I'm just, I'm not on board. When somebody told me the the letters were like the monuments, I kind of, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like the letters kind of, but I didn't even notice that myself. So how good is it? I don't know. I'm just not a huge fan. Uh, Some leaks of the Angels ones though. So yeah, those look really interesting. They're black and white. Whoever leaked it. I'm pretty sure you didn't get it black and white. You just made it back. Like yeah. the source currently that's been leaking them. I know for a fact. I don't know for a fact, but I'm just gonna say I know for a fact that they have the full thing, or they know exactly what it looks like, but they can't put it out because then they'll get in trouble. Is it the source, like who we got the images from, or who, yes. who they got the images from? Either or. Well, so I wouldn't blame so I, I, yeah. So I, I, I don't actually, blame the Twitter I, I, account. I think it's the Twitter account that they has have the, the real pictures. Ah, okay, but. They're going to go ahead and, you know, adjust it a little bit to make sure that the full thing isn't revealed. I think they just don't want to get sued. That's fine. You know, I, I don't blame them. I, I thank them for living out or letting out what they have so far. Uh, spoilers. It apparently is cream and red. Uh, cream jersey. I like that so far. I hope it's cream jersey red. 
lettering. It has to, based on the black and white. Don't, it has to be. Don't ever think. Yeah, I promise you, they could change those around, man. I would not be shocked if we were all fucking red again with some cream ass letters, some stupid jerseys. That might not look that bad. No, though, with cream letters. Uh, I just don't want all red, you know. No, but I get you. I get you. Cream and red, so probably a cream jersey with the red letters. Little surfboard over the tag, which. Is interesting because like You're not Tyler be mentioned, able to see it yeah, the, tucked in. the tag gets tucked in anyway during a baseball game. So I wish they'd maybe move the tags up to like the waistline area to yeah. where you could maybe see the tag and also the little logo above it. Whatever. Maybe that's just an add-on. Maybe that's nothing big. It's just a little fun thing they did. Hopefully there's some more spice going on, not just angels. It does kind of look like a squiggly angels. Uh, there's an A. We know that there's an A, so it could be... The rumor says angels. It could say angels, which is fine. I'll bet right now it says angels. Dude, watch it say Angelinos. Oh, no. Watch it say Angelinos, bro. I just don't want anything to do with Los Angeles in general. There's a little hope in my heart that it'll say Anaheim, but I'm not going to put it past Artie to literally shove a knife into my eye and tell me I thought wrong. If it says Anaheim, I'll buy two of them. All right, if it says angels, I'll buy one of them. If it says loss on top and then that's Angelus no. that we saw, I will buy all of them and destroy or all of them. Or it's Los Angels. Oh, no. Just copy the Dodgers. We're the city of angels, We'd man. get so much shit for that, too. No, no. I'm going to get that out of my head. It's it's a, It says angels at the minimum, if not Anaheim. Maybe like I would have been cool with like a big A and A. I think that would have been cool, like the old acronym for the... You know, Anna? Yeah, just, you know, something different. I like the squiggly kind of logo. It's, it appears to be or the writing, the font. It kind of reminds me of the L.A. kind of squiggly L.A. logo they used to have in the 60s. I don't know. I have I have moderately high hopes for it. I think it's going to be cool. Enough to enough to purchase, I think, add to the collection. It's been 20 years, folks. We need a new jersey. I mean. It's happening. Yeah. Uh, supposedly, it's getting unveiled on June 1st. And then it's being it's, worn on June 11th. Oh, they're unveiling it the 1st. Yes. I thought they were unveiling it the 11th. So they'll be unveiling it June 1st, and they will be worn on the game of June 11th. So I don't know if they'll, for, if they'll wear it for the whole series, but they'll at least wear it for one game. Well, I really like to see today. Was it today or yesterday? Yesterday, the, the Giants were wearing theirs yep. from last year. So that tells me more teams are going to have the option to wear them in the future. Our good friend Alex yeah. Cobb pitched a gem yesterday. Five Ooh. innings, 10 Ks against the San Diego Padres. Jacob has a terrible prediction, fellas. Uh, that says the Padres will be coming in second place. Oh, no. I and, uh, I had the prediction that Alex Cobb is using sticky stuff. <laughs> That's what you were going to say. And uh, I won't confirm or deny that, but uh, the Giants are back. The Giants are going to be just as strong as ever. Mark my words. Book it here. You heard it here. I still, I'm going Padres second place, but I, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, those those will be, let me put it this way. Those two teams will be closer than the Dodgers. Dodgers are going to run away with the division, but those two teams will be in in the hunt for yeah. second. It'll be a much more entertaining race of uh, San Francisco-San Diego, which isn't really a huge rivalry. doesn't get talked about a lot, but I think it could get spicy. Both of them hate the Dodgers. Maybe they find that in common. But uh, you mentioned Cobb. Andrew Heaney also Andrew tossed Heaney a Andrew also <laughs> dealt. Good for him. Happy for him. I mean, wish he could have done it here, bud, but whatever. Yeah, Glad you're doing it with LA in Minnesota. Normally, or he normally does well against Minnesota. So I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah, good, good for Heen Dog. I'm, yeah. I'm still happy that we don't have to worry about it. If he does great, then he does great. It obviously was something with 
here that was a problem and yeah. I'm, I'm happy for him but good for you hindi, hindi we both benefit from from him being gone i guess and hey you know what i start to notice i know it's early but teams like the dodgers other national league teams beating potential wild card teams for us like in the american league that we're going to be against i love it do it all day dodger i see the dodgers playing you know the rays or the dodgers playing minnesota the dodgers playing uh the yankees yeah i'm rooting for the dodgers man i know it's tough but at the end of the season, if we're three or four games in a, in a wild card race with some of these American League teams, you would have wished the Dodgers beat them yeah. earlier in the year. So you got to root for the NL teams whenever you can when they're playing the the American League guys. All right. Well, I think that does like we'll do it. Not this is like a new segment that I'm introducing just now without even talking to you about it. But we're gonna call it the Halo highlight of the week. I'm not doing that. I'm How kidding. about that? <laughs> The Halo highlight of the week, and this week's highlight is Mike Trout's first home run since last year. An absolute piss missile to dead center field, going off the rocks that uh, your uncle or grandfather built. No, it was just the design. Yeah, well, like the material he helped, like kind of come up with. They built the the bear at California Adventure, the big uh, what is it called the the rapids. Yeah, the rapids. There you go. That's the word I wanted. So yeah, no, a little bit of significance there. The 90s when everything like that was cool. He hit it off the ivy on the rocks. It was a like a, a bomb, like you said. He looked very comfortable. Apparently he was still sick during that time and allegedly. even even afterwards too. So allegedly. It's just him saying, Man, I'm tired of being on the toilet. Get me on the base pads and take a nice little stroll around. It was nice to see. On Thor night, on Aiden Hart night, it was it was great. We do want to mention that too. Thor getting the win. Aiden Hart Knight, whatever you want to call it. Number 34, 13 years after the tragic events that took place. Really great to see the quote. Look it up if you haven't read it. Noah was very excited, and I think he's going to shut up a lot of haters this year. A he lot belongs, of people. man. Yep. He belongs. He's he's in it to win it, and yep. that's, what, that's the kind of player that we need on this team. 98 with a fastball. Just great. Looking so. great. Well, fellas, that'll do it for this episode of Mike Up the Halo. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you go check us out on Twitter and Instagram and go check out all of our new friends. Or, I mean, they've always been friends, but we officially met them on Monday at the Angel Game in the suite. Thanks to the Angel Social Media Department. Uh, go check them all out. You know who they are. We, we've tagged them all over our, our account. So go check them out. We love y'all. We'll see you guys in the next one. Mike that baby up. Light that baby up. Big fly. Absolutely 500. Good.